Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. And we're here tonight to talk about the only true asset protection program, totally impenetrable asset protection program anywhere in the world. And I want to thank everybody for taking the time to come on tonight to the to the uh, call. Hildy, good to see you here. Uh, you don't have to be sorry. I'm just glad you're here and glad you made it. Florida is on the call also, my friends. Guys, the talking points for tonight's call is your financial future depends on STS. And here's what I mean by that. There's a lot of people that are still wondering, Mike, what's this bail? And that can't be true. You know, we live in the United States. We live in Canada. They can't just arbitrarily take our money. People, there are a lot of folks out there that have that naive point of view that, well, hey, I live in a free country and I can do what I want. That's a bunch of baloney and it'll never be that way, never was that way. There's always been people that have been in control and I know some people are trying to to uh, change control of the, of the world, uh, so to speak, and uh, globalism and all this other garbage. It's, uh, guys, there's always going to be somebody that's in control over everybody else. Always going to be. Been that way for 5,000 years. So don't think we're suddenly going to get into a position where you're a new hero or you're a new person or whatever, whoever it might be. Uh, your new group is going to change things and make the world a totally better place. Now, we can change things and make the world better in certain areas, but but uh, even even those that do are in control, they can, they can get out of hand, and many times they do. What we've got to do is protect what you've got now, and the only way to truly do it in today's world is through the Specialized Trust Strategy. Um, okay, Marilyn's on the call. Uh, Tim, can you not hear? Um, if you can't hear, Tim, go ahead and hang up. And, and uh, um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you. If you can't hear, you don't know what I'm saying. But uh, hang up and call in again. If anybody that you get a point, and we have that happens almost every call. Some people, but it's not us. It's your. Um, it would be your local distributor or somebody in your area. Okay. Um, so anyway. Why does your why does your financial future depend on on STS? Because guys, with with the, the position that we're in this day and age, with the technological breakthroughs that have happened the last ten ten years, guys, there is no privacy anywhere in the world. Um, especially if you live in one of the so-called free countries, where just for example, the United States, and and uh, uh, we are extremely free compared to to most of the other countries extremely free um with everything considered 
um, Canada is is a very free country. You have the right to to an every not, understand everything is to be taken in moderation, and um, with a with a degree of uh, with a degree of uh, understanding and having a realistic understanding of the world that we live in. So let's start right at the beginning. Everything you have, if you don't have the STS program, everything you have is in your name. And, and the, one of the worst things you can do is to is to put somebody else's name on your property, your assets, to try and, and gain a little bit of uh, what you think is protection. For example, protection from from probate. Use a lot of uh, elderly people will put their child on the on the name of their home. Worst thing you can do. Worst thing you can do. Now that any liability that comes upon that. That child of yours that's now on your home can cause your home to be in a position where somebody may take it from you. Um, if you put your son or daughter on there and they have a car accident or they have a medical situation of which the costs go beyond uh, or there's a lawsuit or costs go beyond what, what, it, um, what the limits of insurance is or whatever, somebody can come after you and take your home. You don't want to do it that way. Um, you're actually better off... <laughs> my opinion, letting it go to probate for crying out loud. But you can protect from all of that in an instant through the STS program, through the Specialized Trust Strategy Program. Okay. Um, okay, I'm making a rubbing. I mean, your, your mic is rubbing on your shirt, Mike. Okay, I'll try and, you know what, you're right, I do that. I, I just punch it against my chest from time to time. And, um, uh, so anyway, the um, so anyway the um, um, where the heck was I at? Anybody can anybody anything that's in your name. I'm just going to pull it up from here. Anything that's in your name, um, you are dependent, and you've heard me say this many times now over the last year. You are dependent as a citizen of the of the United States or Canada or any of the Western. Um, the Western civilization countries, European, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, every one of those countries is bankrupt, and every one of those countries is uh, is the citizens are subject to the government. Okay, so the key thing to do is to get your assets out of your name as a citizen, because the government, whether you want to believe it or not, the government can come in and take your assets. They can take your cash. They can take your property, real property. They can take your personal property. They can take your investments. They can take your furniture. They can take your cups and saucers, okay? The government can take anything that you, as a citizen, own, okay? So the truth, uh, uh, or the, 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 um, it boils down to if you lose everything, guys, you've got nothing to fall back on. You've got no assets. You've got no value to your life. And, and at that point, it's going to be even tough for you to put groceries on the table, okay? They can, they can, the governments can, and I'm not saying this is, you know, it's a reality of the societies we live in today. So, but there are, the STS program is the only uh, valid um, offset to what they can do to you because they can only do it to you as a citizen. You're always going to be a citizen to an extent. 
Now, there's people out there that can tell you, well, if you fill out these forms and you do this and you you create this this letter and you send it to so-and-so and you sign it, you're not a citizen. If you want to go through all that baloney, you can do it. And I did it to an extent to get my straw man, uh, not the, not the um, Freedom Club straw man, which was totally phony and false and, and not worth 20 cents. But I'm talking about a true straw man where I went about nine months and got all the documents signed and, and um, taken care of. And my straw man document is uh, got a wet signature from the Secretary of the Treasury, Paul O'Neill. And so I, I, for about four years, I, I, um, I studied and I researched sovereignty. And so I know, I know some little bit about it, we can say. And, um, and I'll tell you that, that the key, the key, in my opinion, that's all this is, the key is to get yourself into a position where no, nobody or nothing else can control certain aspects of your life. You're never going to get totally out, out from under the control of your, of whatever country you live in. You're you're always going to be subject to a certain amount of statutory laws um, based on the country you're living in, and um, um, so there's nothing there's nothing you can do about that. So learn to live with that. Live within the means. If it says you can only go 70 miles an hour, go 70 miles an hour. If you're going 80 miles an hour, you're going to get caught, and you're going to get the chances are likely you may get caught and you may have to pay a fine. Well, you can blame everybody else you want on that, but it's still going to be your fault and you're still going to be the one, as per your name, uh, you're going to have to pay the fine. And maybe there will even be worse repercussions depending on what you do. If you if you hit somebody with your car and they become a quad, you may end up in jail. Who knows what it might might be. But, but your financial future, we can protect that if you take the time to do what's necessary. And guys, I mean that very seriously um, because I just had somebody come to me the other day and tell me, Mike, I went in to see a person and help them. I shouldn't say the other day. This was several weeks ago. Mike, I went in to help them and make sure everything was ready. And when I got to their house, they went and got the box that had their documents in it. The box hadn't even been opened yet, and it had been almost a year. Now, guys, don't you know if you're going to do that, just accept the fact that you're going to get nailed. You're going to get nailed, and you're going to lose everything you've got. Uh, or there's a likely, it's very likely that you will. Okay, but once you transfer the ownership, once you start a specialized trust strategy program. And by doing that, the, the instant you start it, you transfer all of your, all of the assets that you own to a trust. Now, is it a trust? No. So none of the statutory trust laws actually, uh, none of the statutory trust laws actually pertain to your document. Your document is a private contract, Canadian or U.S., doesn't matter, uh, Panamanian, German, England. We've got clients in all of these places. It's a private contract, and the laws of private contract are pretty similar all around the world. The laws say that you can anything you own, you can protect. Okay, Anything you own, you can protect. You have the right, you have the legal right to protect as your property. 
and you can do whatever you want to protect your assets as long as it's legal and not against public policy. Okay? Uh, as long as it's legal and not against public policy. Um, which means, which means, I'm having a, I'm having a rough time here with my uh, with my phone. So if I'm gonna I'm gonna um, stay right where you're at. I'm gonna stop and call back in. Okay, hold on. Stay right where you're at. Don't hang up. Okay, I am back. Can everybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Just say yes or no, or can you hear me? Type in yes, no. Okay, I am back. So anyway, guys, what we've got to do, and I apologize for that. I was just having a very, I had to get a different phone. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks for the yup. Um, I heard a thing a while, a short time ago, and it, it just really struck me. The fellow was talking, and he said, we have a few things that we do that we regret. A few things. But the overwhelming majority of us, we regret the things we don't do. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'll admit it. I am, a, I am right on target with that, okay? I, uh, there's so many things I regret that I didn't do. And I've got, we've got well over a hundred people that um, didn't start our program now. Well over a hundred, probably 150 to 175. They called me up after something they did not do, start their program, and a bad thing happened. And they ended up losing all or just about all. Uh, it, it ruined them. It devastated them. And they wouldn't have lost a nickel had they had the STS program. They had the money. The overwhelming majority of them had the money to start the program. That wasn't an issue. And, guys, you will never find a program that does what this program, there's no other program that does what we, what the STS program does. And it is so cheap, it's unbelievable. And um, Canadian or U.S., Ed Gilmore mentioned it on several other seminars that he spoke at with me. The fact that an, an attorney in Canada will charge you anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars to to set up a pro a statutory program that can't even do what the STS program does. Okay, 
Same thing in the U.S. I've had attorneys come to me and they attended seminars and saying, guys, I uh, I don't know how you do it, Mike. I charge 25000 and we can't begin to do what you do with the STS program, okay? So it's not a matter. It's a matter of how much does your future financial situation mean to you, okay? And not just you, because most of the people, a lot of the people on this call, I know we've got some new people on this call, but a lot of the people, they have, um, um, they don't even know about the program. Guys, do your, if you want to set up a quest for yourself, help your family and friends at least find out about the STS program. If you want to, if you want um, the thing to send them on an email, just send me a note and say, send me an email and say, Mike, uh, send me the info for family and friends. That's all you got to do. Send me the info for family and friends, and we will send you out a uh, an email that has the link for the um, the link for the video, the 11 minute video, and also it'll have uh, some of our information on it, uh, including including how to get on the on the Monday night call. Let them come to let them watch the video. At least make it available to them, guys. You have the information, and shame on you if some of your people, your family or your friends or your associates have to go bankrupt for whatever reason and lose everything, and um, and you have the cure for that. You have the you have the the knowledge of the STS program that will keep that from happening. Okay, but anyway, don't. The biggest problem we have, once people know about it, then it's a, it's on the, in their lap, okay? You've done your part. You've, you've made them aware that that um, there's something out there that can protect. There's only one thing out there that can protect them, every nickel they've got for the rest of their life, and then beyond that for their children and grandchildren or whoever it may be. Um, you've got the ability to do that, um, for your family and friends. So so take a moment and do it. And it's not a if you think, well, Mike, they don't have they may not have the money. Don't think don't think for a second that you know deep down your family, friends and associates financial situations. I had a person that I was told that to some time ago and uh, we helped them. It wasn't with the STS, it was when we were doing financial planning. This person, said, ah, I'll give you my uncle's name, but he doesn't have two nickels to rub together. And we set up a $12,000 program for him. 12000 was the annual premium. And I said, how would you like to pay for that, Mr. Jones? His name wasn't Jones, but he said, well, do you take cash? I said, yeah. And he went into uh, another room and came back with a brown paper bag with whatever the premium was. It was a little more than $12,000 and pulled it out. Don't think you know what's best for them, guys, or, or what position they're in. That's a better way of putting it. You don't, even though you think you do. You don't, I promise you that. And similar situations happened maybe a half dozen times in my life where people that I was told didn't have anything, but you know what, they ended up with something, having a lot more than the person that introduced me thought they did. So so that's, um, um, yeah, Hildy, that's that's good. Go to, the, go to our website. She's put it on the computer, www.totalassetprotector.com. Now, We've we finally got the financing for U.S. and I and I've heard they're working on and and uh, and the, within the next month and a half or so we'll have now this is them talking not me we'll have us um, open in Canada as well but if you're in the United States if you don't have the money and I've had a, we've got a lot of people that have said Mike why uh, 
Do you have a payment program? Well, we do now. We've got a finance company that within a couple of minutes you can find out whether or not you're you're approved or, or disapproved, and uh, then within uh, 72 hours they'll have the money in your bank account. You don't. Uh, you, it doesn't come to us. It goes to you. You determine how much you want to borrow. It can be for a little more than the STS program, and if your debt to income ratio. Uh, uh, will substantiate you, they'll send you a check, and then you can start your STS programming and keep a few extra dollars for whatever other purpose purpose you may have. So so um, don't try and, you know, there's a lot of people everybody needs. There's not a person you know, I can promise you, that needs that, that doesn't need the STS program if they have any assets at all. Your parents, you don't want them to go through probate when one something happens to them. Um, make it nice and smooth. We've had people come on with testimonies on our program that um, that have said how smooth everything goes at the time of death of their parent or parents um, because they, they didn't have to go through probate. It just totally, the STS program eliminates that. The STS program eliminates lawsuits. It doesn't eliminate them. They can continue to sue, but once they find out, you own nothing. So that's what I mean by your financial future depends on STS. This is the only program. This is the only program in the world uh, that I'm aware of that that um, that totally protects everything you've got. You take it out of your name, and it goes in contractually and irrevocably goes to a trust. Okay. And a trust is the most powerful of all of the entities. It's non-statutory. It actually goes into a private contract. And in, um, I can't think of the name of the, the court case right now, but it says the key to the system is to is to give up ownership and retain control. And that's exactly what the, what the STS program does. And it does it, it does it in a, uh, in a manner of a private contract and it's an irrevocable exchange so there's nobody that can can later come by you know you again you have control of your assets and it takes it takes um, just a few signatures and a few notaries or commissioners of oaths to put everything in line the trust is the owner of the property uh, so if anybody asks there's case law to back that up and um, so that's a, that's the talking points tonight, guys. Don't let your assets hang out there. Um, for they, they can find out everything you've got the way they are right now if you don't have the program. The min, the instant you own the program, you own nothing. The trust owns everything. The trust is is a non-statutory entity, and and you have the right to do whatever you want with your assets. If you own the assets, you have the right to. To, to sell them, to gift them, to assign them, to do whatever you want with them. Or you can exchange them for trust certificates in a pure contract trust, okay? So that's tonight's um, uh, talking points. We've got some good questions tonight. Um, but before I get into the questions, if you have any questions on, uh, and you're out there in computer land, go ahead and uh, type them in. We'll get them answered for you. If you have any questions on the phone and you're on the phone, press star 8. And that will put a little flag up for me. And uh, when, I, if I, when I do answer you, just ask your question, have it ready, and um, I'll answer it for you and we can move on to the next one, okay? So star 8 if you're on the phone. Or if you're on the computer, just type 
type your question in. As a matter of fact, we've got one right here. Guest six, I am in Canada and about to purchase a house and a recreational property. Um, best to own personally slash corp tax-wise. If you're in a position to where you can you can purchase the house and the um, recreational real property, the two pieces of uh, recreational of uh, real property, you're you're much better off um, um, purchasing them through the through the uh, uh, corporation, and then the corporation will um, will the the shareholder of the corporation will be trust one. Now, tax-wise, talk with your talk with your tax professional. Eh? I'm not going to give any tax advice, but I know that's what Ed Gilmore and several others that we've t- I've talked with in Canada have said have told me to do. I when it comes to this, I give you the information that I've been given by the Canadian professionals. Okay, um, it's much better off. You don't want to. Well, you can put it in your name, but then. Uh, there you are, the citizen that owns the property. If you get into any problems at all, they can come after whatever you own. So you don't want it in your name. If it's in the name of the corporation, you the shareholder will be the trust, so the trust is the eventual owner of the property. And then you can also put a PPSA lien in Canada on the property or on the corporation and everything that's owned by the corporation, i.e. the trust. So, so you're you're much better off. This is not a tax program. Anything with with taxes, um, ask your ask your tax professional, and then let me know what he says. Because there's a lot of tax professionals, the overwhelming majority of tax professionals in both Canada and the United States have never heard of the Pure Contract Trust. Okay, and they have no idea what it can do tax-wise, or they're just guessing, believe me. Everyone that I've sat with and we've explained the program to, or Ed Gilmore has got on the phone and explained the program to them, uh, has come around to say, hey, you're right, This is uh, that's the way to do it. That's what we've been told um, by the people, okay, by the tax professionals in Canada. Okay, the trust owns, I think you mean owns, not owes, owes oh yeah, maybe you do mean, the trust owes all personal bank accounts once the STS is established, no, I think you mean owns, O-W-N-S. The trust owns all personal bank accounts. Once the STS is established, can I sign any personal check to my account by signing personal name, comma, trustee? Yes, if it's a check to you and you're the certificate holder, you can you can put it in in the trust account. If it's a check to the trust, you cannot put it in your personal account. Um, yes, send me a, send me an email, and I will give you Ed Gilmore's contact number. Okay. Um, let's see, Warrior. How do you protect money you receive after you set up the STS program? Example: inheritance, lotto, gifts. Um, we've got inheritance, and, and you know we just got to type in the word lotto. Um, and and gifts, um, but inheritances are currently um, protected. They're they're named in the trust. That that um, when you start your program, um, everything you own goes to the trust, and it, it includes uh, potential future inheritance. Okay, uh, if you win a lotto, the chances of that are so 
so minute that we've just never put that in there, but I'm glad you mentioned it because I will put it in. And gifts, uh, you know, depending on how big the gift is, um, we can put gifts in there also. So that way any future lotto or gift earning, um, gift monies that come to you can be will go right into the trust because you in essence have set up set up the trust in 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 a manner that that allows future inheritance lotto or gifts to be placed into the program okay um yeah now anything anything that I tell you here and ask you to send me stuff just send it to m p g protect at a o l dot com m p g protect at AOL.com, and I'll give you Ed Gilmore's number. Whatever, if I ask you to, to, if I tell you something to do, please send me an email, a reminder email, okay? Um, Lotto is included in the old wording from the documents two years ago. Okay, if we've got Lotto in there, I'll just make sure it's in the new documents as well. Thanks, Sylvie. The check is in the personal name, and I want to deposit into the personal account. Can I sign and deposit check, personal name, Tom, a trustee, into your personal account. You don't want to sign it as trustee because you're not trustee of a personal account. You can only sign you only sign your name, comma, trustee if it's going into the into the um, uh, trust account. And if that's the case, and if the check is made out in your name to you, and you are it is your you set up the trust, um, you can sign the back of it, your name, comma, trustee. And place it and deposit it right into the uh, into the trust account because you are the trustee and the beneficiary of that account. Now that's not going to say that some banker is not going to tell you you can't do that. We've already had them do that. And we've already proven at least 25 to 50 of them wrong. Okay, so bank. Keep in mind, bankers. You know my opinion of them. They are the the worst of the professionals. Not all of them, but but the, a lot of them, okay? They think they're they think they know more about finances than they than they really do. They know how to they know how to set up checking accounts for the most part, and um, they should stick to that. They don't know the law between about law regarding um, asset protection or contracts or anything. They're very, but yet they think they know a lot of everything because they get to wear a suit and a tie, and uh, for their job. So. Okay, let me get to a couple of these questions here that were sent to me. Keep keep typing them in if you have um, if you have. Uh, let me see here. Nope, nobody on the phone. Is that the question? Okay, keep typing in your questions on the computer, and I'll get back to them. Uh, looking to do a, f- a workshop in Florida, probably Orlando area. Send email if you would like to attend. Guys, we got we have to have enough people in an area. To substantiate putting together putting a a, a, a workshop together, It'd be myself, Bill Tully, Dr. Cal, and and Bill Sparkman on their UCC lanes. Same thing in Canada. If we're going to have it in a certain area, <clears throat> for example, do me a favor. If you or anybody in your area, we're going to do a in, right after the first of October, possibly the fifteenth and sixteenth, we're going to do a workshop in Toronto, Canada. So if you're in the Toronto area, if you're anywhere in Canada, you can be in BC if you want. And if you want to attend that, send send me an email just stating, Mike, I, I would I will attend the Toronto um, 
workshop, or Mike, I will attend the Orlando, Florida workshop. Uh, just so we get an idea that it's it's going to be worthwhile to us to 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 bring everybody down to do it. It'll be a Friday evening and Saturday all day. And the people that were at the Houston workshop, we've changed a lot since Edmonton. But the people that were at the Houston workshops, they 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 couldn't thank us enough. We I've changed the whole program around, and we by the time you leave, you will know every aspect of the STS program. You will have the materials to take notes so you can you can see uh, you can go back and check and say wait a minute what did they say about this or that guys you will love the workshop you've got a you've got a program that you invested um, some good dollars in and it's the most powerful program in the world and 99.9% of you don't know how to how to operate it for one reason you didn't take the time to read the materials. I found that out, and that's why we put together the workshops. The workshops, I've attended many workshops and, and continuing education programs in my life, and uh, it's something that's always been worth it to me. Does it cost me money out of my pocket? Yes, I have to pay to, to travel where the workshop is, to get a room for, the, for a couple nights, uh, my meals, um, possibly even transportation, but, but guys, you come out of a workshop and you really have gained knowledge, and that's what these are all about. You've got the most powerful program in the world. In a day and a half, you will learn to everything this program is about. I will speak on the program. Bill Tully will speak in the U.S. on on taxes. Um, Bill Bill Sparkman will will speak on on liens, UCC liens in the United States, and in Canada we'll have Ed Gilmore talking about taxes. And we've got a couple other tax professionals now also that that, that are looking to be part of our workshops. And, and you'll have uh, Lawrence Friesen talk about the uh, PPSA and the UCC liens. Guys, it, it will be well worth your time. This is the most powerful document in your house other than the Bible, in my opinion. And um, you will know how to operate this document backwards and forwards by the time you, you, um, by the time you leave Saturday night. Okay, and it's a good time. Everybody gets to meet everybody and put faces with voices and faces with emails. Okay. Uh, let's see. The check is the is in the personal name. Okay, I did that one. Lotto is included. Yes, Michael. But the STS program owes the personal account. So by using, wait, wait, wait a minute. So by using the trustee after your name, it proves the personal account belongs to the trust. Well, it does belong to the trust. And, um, but I'm just telling you the, um, the way you should do it. And I've checked with attorneys in both the U.S. and Canada. U.S. is a no-brainer. But you, you can put any check in your name. You can sign it, your name, comma, trustee, and... Um, because you are the trustee of the account that you're going to deposit it in. Now, this is what I've been told by by attorneys and, and tax professionals on both sides of the aisle, okay, U.S. and Canada. So um, uh, if not, worst, worst case scenario, deposit it in your personal account, and then uh, you've got to do your assignment of income. That's part of the whole STS program. If you haven't done that, you've done half the program, that's all. And you're you're wide open for somebody to take what you've got. So if that's the case, if you've got your assignment of incomes, uh, income uh, pages um, prepared and signed and notarized, just put it into your personal account and write a check then over to the, uh, because you, you've assigned the, the income from whatever source to the 
trust, write a check from your personal account to the to the um, to the trust. Okay, it, it, it's your money. When when you when you started your program, you had a personal checking account. So the money, everything you own personally, which included that personal checking account, you belongs to the trust. Okay, they can't take it from you. However, to avoid problems, we tell you, don't keep any more in your personal account than your monthly bills <clears throat> require. But um, keep everything in the trust account, okay? Um, the STS program own, owns the personal account. So by using the trustee after your name, it proves the personal account belongs to the trust. That's fine. Yeah, there's, I got no problem with that. Thanks, Michael, for your feedback. Uh, and clarification. Okay, yeah, you're, you're you're right on track with it. You have no problem. You're you're doing good. Guess five. Okay, Claude CB7. Once we have trust set up, signed and notarized, are we supposed to send you a copy of the signed documents? No, it is yours. Keep them in a. What a lot of people do is run them through a a um, run them through a uh, ah, scanner when everything has been signed, notarized. Um, run it through a scanner so you've got a copy on on um, file. Keep a keep a copy of your trust documents on file on a little. You might want to keep them on a little flash drive or something, thumb drive, external drive. Yeah, that's right. And um, but also keep your trust documents themselves in a fireproof state. They're very very powerful, guys. You don't even want to get into a situation where they get burnt up and and then you got to go through court, hire an attorney, and prove that the that the ones on um, um, prove that the ones that are on the flash drive are real and blah blah blah. So um, keep them in a fireproof safe. Bring them out only when you need need to bring them out. Um, but we don't want a copy of it. That's yours. You keep them. It's your job to protect those documents. Okay. Um, okay. Let's get on to the next question. People may ask where you received your funds to buy that new house and car, etc. The best answer is I don't own these things. A trust that I work for owns them. I am care a caretaker of certain trust holdings. Uh, anything else is nobody's business. This will prevent anyone from asking you to give funds to this or that. Would that be the accurate way for STS clients to state it? That's close. That's that's very close, Tim. Um, the, the fact is you just tell them, <laughs> I, I work for a trust. That's all. I, I work for a trust. Don't have to tell them it's your trust. Don't have to tell them you have anything to do with the trust. You just tell them I, I work for a trust company as a trustee. Um, that's all you have to tell them. Anything about the, anything other than that, you just say, hey, I'm not allowed to talk to talk about it. I had to sign a uh, uh, non-disclosure agreement. Okay, whatever. Just tell them that's nobody's business where you get your money from. You ask them, where, where do you get your money from? Where do you work? What do you do? How much do you earn an hour? Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. So don't worry about it. Just say, I work for a trust. And that's it. Drop it right there. If they ask you anything else about it, just say, hey, I signed a non-disclosure. Um, oath of, oath of, um, oath of, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, and uh, um, tell them you don't have to know. You're welcome, Tim. Let's see. Hello, Michael. Now, this is this is this one is kind of uh, we've got a number of clients, a lot of clients that are farmers and ranchers. They have dairy cattle, cows. They have cattle. They have they do grain and they do uh, 
corn and soybeans and all these different things, and they do uh, uh, oath of confidentiality. I, I was just waiting for you to put that up, um, uh, Hildy. <laughs> I knew you would. Um, so anyway, guys, uh, they, um, this, here's, this here's from a, a person that's been a client of ours for six years now, and they've got a, a huge dairy farm. Hope all is well with you. It has been a bit since I listened into the calls. Life on the farm is super busy, but very depressing. The volatility of the markets have been have not been nice to us. Yeah, I heard like what was it the other day that went down so bad? Was it the price of eggs or something? Uh, something just really dropped from four something to three, low threes. So. Um, that being said, I have a question for you that will help us determine our next move. We are having to strongly look at reorganization or bankruptcy. Guys, those are tools to be used, so don't be ashamed or embarrassed. Um, and, and you're right, a lot of times it's nothing that we do wrong. We run our business as well, but the, the markets uh, create yep, the markets create the need to to use these tools when we have to, okay? Here's a refresher on how our structures are set up. We had a previous trust that we had put the dairy into. We put all the LLCs, dairy equipment and prop, dairy equipment and properties, into our main trust um, with the STS program from MPG. Um, the bankruptcy lawyer is concerned that we will have to treat each LLC as individual due to the state they live in law, which means each one needs a separate lawyer. Now, let me stop you right there, young lady um, and gentlemen, um, Mr. and Mrs. Um, first of all, why do you need, you, you don't, bankruptcies for everything you own. You own that trust? Absolutely not. Do you own anything in that, that that trust owns? Absolutely not, including the LLCs. You do not have to even mention the trust or the LLCs to the bankruptcy attorney. You tell them that the, um, the executive trustee is Michael Clark. That's all you do. You do and, and this isn't just you. A lot of people need us not to require a separate lawyer for, L, for the LLCs. Boy, have the attorneys got control of that state. That is so ridiculous. It's not even funny. Um, I don't know of any other state that does that. Uh, anyway, but you don't own anything. You don't even mention, you're not allowed to mention the uh, trust or the LLC to anybody, including the attorney, except on a need-to-know basis. You tell him if you have to. You, send, you tell him, give him my name and phone number. Tell him he can call me. And I'll set them straight on that. You don't own anything in the trust. You don't have anything to do. The only thing you are is a beneficiary, okay? That's all you are. And this is where a lot of people, not just you, but a lot of people go wrong. They think, boy, I'm in trouble here now. You can. We've had people that have, have used bankruptcy to pull themselves out or even reorganization. And, and they continue using the same tools and equipment and everything, and nobody can take it from them. Not that they've tried the bankruptcy trustee and stuff, and we let them know. We sent them copies, if need be, that uh, when we had to, that that the trust owns everything. Okay, the trust owns everything, not you. If you have to, if you have to go bankrupt, you have to go bankrupt. Okay. The other option is to sell the assets of the LLC and combine 
and, but that combines risk levels. Another major concern is my foreign currency collection. It is in TG. It is in the trust. Okay. Uh, bankruptcy is very invasive. They want to know every detail. Well, you just tell them that you own nothing. The trust owns everything. You've got to get that across to your attorney, and I'll be happy to talk with him. And um, um, and let, the only time is, is that if if you've signed over as as trustees or managers of the LLC, if you've signed over some of the assets um, to get whatever feed. Uh, equipment, whatever it might be, then it's a little different story. I'll be happy to work with your attorney, but but he has to understand that this is this is one trust that owns three LLCs, and um, you have nothing to do with it. Uh, I will talk with you tomorrow to find out exactly where we're at on this. I don't really know um, where you're at um, and what what the what the bills you owe might. Might be concerned. Hildy, I need your help here. Yeah, we trust you. Um, Hildy, um, what is it when when I say that the CRA is it owns nothing? I mean, it's a uh, like a like a credit card. It's a it's a an un. Uh, it doesn't have you know it doesn't own any assets. It doesn't have any right to the assets. Um, Anyway, no, uh, Brad Haas. I'm going to hold off on you for a little bit because I want to get um, want to get this straightened out. So anyway, I will talk to you tomorrow, and I know you're listening. I see you're on the call. Um, so we will talk tomorrow and see exactly where you're at and why you think you have to declare bankruptcy. Okay, um, um, Un, unsubstantiated, not that necessarily, where they own no, where they have no right to the assets because they're an un. Oh God, I, I use that all the time. I can't think of it now. Um, so anyway, uh, that's what we'll do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll give you a call tomorrow, and we will talk about it. Will you have uh, Mike? Will you have seminars soon? Well, let me, let me before I answer that. Let me get up to this here one. The in God we trust trust. I don't know what what that is or what you're talking about there. And um, um, aren't we already aren't we already bankrupt? There is no money. Um, I don't know. I don't know all the situations um, regarding there, you know, if there's money, there's money. If there's no money, that doesn't mean you're just because there's no money doesn't mean you're bankrupt. You may have a lot of other things going for you. You might have a lot of assets that are have value to them, okay? Um, they get the stupid people to believe in money, so they, you know what, Brad Haas, that's kind of stupid in and of itself because um, you're absolutely right, and it'll continue working for another five thousand years. And what are you going to do about it to get out of it? And that's all I'm going to say about this. That happens to be the world we live in, and we can get around that. We can, no, not garnish, Tildy. But anyway, um, that's that's the world we live in, and and the. What we do here is protect what a person has worked hard to accumulate. End of story. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've went through all that silly stuff too, and and those people are absolutely brainwashed. So, anyway, um, I won't um, um, I won't respond to any of that foolishness anymore on this here call tonight. We've got too many other things to talk about. But anyway. 
Amy, I will give you a call tomorrow, okay? Um, will you be having seminars again soon? I would love to come to one after this. the RV pops. Okay, um, we're, we're going to have more workshops than we are seminars. They're going to actually be dual. The workshops will be um, to make sure that people, that, that, that contractors that have started their STS program, um, um, that all all of the people that have programs, the ones that want to come to the, to, and we're going to limit them to 100 people, the workshops, but also in, in tune with that, we are going to have on Friday night a separate for those people that want to bring guests, and we will we will in a separate room we will have an STS presentation. Okay, we'll have an STS presentation for the people that don't really know about it, and then if they want to stay. If they want to start their programs then, once they get an idea of what it is, they can stay for the Saturday presentation and they can um, uh, learn right then and there, get an in-depth um, get an in-depth um, um, training on, on the STS program and every phase of it. Click on that computer. Yeah, I will if I have to. Yep, you're right. Matter of fact, I think I will. Uh, let's see. Thank you for reminding me about that. Oh, we've got a bunch of calls, too, on the phone. So let me start here. Um, let me see. Let me see what these here are. We have them. Nope, we don't. You know what? Believe it or not, Hildy, we don't have... Oh, yeah, we do. And, uh, idiote. Okay. Those two are gone. Okay, now let me get to the people on the phones. Number one is Southern Nevada. You are on the call. Who is this? Good evening, Mike. This is Ken. Uh, I don't know much about your program, so if any of these questions I ask, and I have several, um, are redundant or it can be found on your website, which I haven't yet looked at, uh, then I, just let me know. I don't want to waste your time. No, um, that's Ken. I appreciate your calling in tonight. Thank you. Uh, from what I understand, you're basically saying that your program is to protect assets and it's re really a probate and a liability program more than a tax program. Do I understand that correctly? That's absolutely, we have nothing to do with taxes. We don't do taxes. Uh, uh, we leave that to your local uh, tax professional. Whoever you use on a regular basis, he, he goes ahead and does your taxes even with our program. Okay, so now I'm looking into some programs and the best way to handle a, a couple of different situations that I'm dealing with. Um, it has been said that making uh, the live man or woman, if you will, the trustee uh, does not necessarily want you, if you want to interface the protection of the assets with the tax issue, that the making of that live man or woman as a trustee be it yourself or another family member, business partner, whatever, it does not provide enough layers for protection. Uh, I would like your comment on that and how a religious society and a corporate soul could be used to tie into your program, if it could be, to give that extra layer. Okay, good question. The uh, First of all, this is the only program that is non-statutory. Secondly, I, I researched Corp Souls very thoroughly. I went to the, about oh, a while, quite a while back, I went to the three major major um, um, pro 
people, the major companies that that sold corporate soul. I went to a lot of them, and they always stressed the fact. I went to, to several of uh, of their presentations, and I thought, man, if this is real, this is the answer to what I need. And uh, to those of you that are still writing questions on the computer, I will get to you in just a little bit. But um, anyway, they all they all um, stated the fact that the Queen of England had one, the Pope had one, blah, blah, blah. And I'm very thorough at research. I was studying law for a while, and that's the only thing I got out of it. It really taught me to research, and then I found out that it's the greediest, uh, in my opinion. My partner was an attorney and a judge, but it was the greediest, most... most um, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but anyway. So anyway, I went to the three. I, I took the time, not at the not the same day or the same month even, but I went to the time to to go and visit the the, the offices of the um, three major um, companies that that promoted um, Corp Soul, and I asked them to see the some proof of the. Uh, the Queen of England, they said, every one of them said, well, we don't have anything. Said, okay, that's fine. The Pope will do. And they didn't have anything for that either. I, I can't, I, and I, everything I read on it, everything I've got, and I've got a lot of documentation. It is not, it, it's it's a statutory entity in 13 states, and that's all. It is not a, 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 a you're not a religion. You know, let's let's admit that. And I'm not saying this against you. I'm just saying everything I've learned about it, and I've seen, I know people that have went to jail because they, they had and promoted a corpse soul, and so anyway, the um, um, that's not one of my. I want something that I can show people. I can I can back up every single statement I make with case law, okay? And everything what you mentioned initially was that about putting things together um, uh, with trustees and the. Um, it's still statutory. Any sta- I can pierce any statutory entity or or um, situation that's out there, okay? I. The, the first of all, the, the pure contract trust, which is a very legitimate document. There's tons of case law, but most people don't even know what where to look because it's been um, it's been hidden for so many years. They don't want you to know about it. Um, but anyway, it's out there, and I've got it. And and I, I spent 12 years researching and, and coming up with with case law to prove to to prove the legitimacy of the pure contract trust, common law trust. Um, true trust, uh, all the different names for it, and uh, so we've got that. And I can back up anything I say. I can't. I don't say something that I can't back up. So, in, in the statutory trust. So this isn't a trust. There's a, in. Um, ah, I can't think of the name of the case right now. The case law right now, but it, the judge ruled that that the uh, um, the judge ruled that that. Um, um, this is backed by the by the Constitution of the United States, Article One, Section Ten. No state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contracts, private contracts, any con any contract that's statutory, such as getting a creating a corporation or an LLC or getting a driver's license, is uh, is all that's all adhesive, adhesion contracts. Take it or leave it. One way they make the rules, you either agree to it or you don't. Private contract, both parties have have um, say-so in, in the making of the contract. And that's what this is, a private contract, not based on any statutory law. So it's actually um, the, the um, in um, Schumann-Heink versus Folsom, I believe it is, the judge actually ruled 
that it's a private contract in trust form because they use trustees. Now, I didn't put this together. I just uncovered what the super wealthy do. We've got, I've got most of the laws, I think, that back it up are enough to, to every attorney that I sent them to has, uh, if they were objecting or questioning uh, the, the legitimacy of the, of the pure contract trust, I shut them down. And we've never lost a nickel for any of our clients yet. In my opinion, and I've had plenty of S-Corps, and my attorneys put me in LLCs. I have a steel erection company in Chicago. I had a, um, um, also in Chicago, I've had several very successful businesses, and we also had a brokerage firm. Uh, we had about 60 agents that worked for us, and um, we, um, we, we all were under, we, we were always under the, under the scope of the uh, statutory laws. Well, when I learned about this in 95, um, I realized that super wealthy don't operate the way we do it. I didn't create this document, the, special, the pure contract trust, the specialized trust, the common law trust, whatever you want to call it. The super wealthy created it, and they have the best lawyers in the world, and they, they dotted every I and they crossed every T. So what I'm sharing with you, I did not create. I only uncovered what it is they do. So I hope that answers that question for you. Okay, and, and I thank you. And my, my second question is then, would there be any EIN numbers connected with this trust in any way? Where would it be domiciled? And also, would it be called a grantor or a non-grantor trust if that would even apply with a contract? Okay, um, first of all, what was the first question? <laughs> okay, are there any EIN numbers involved yes. with any of this? Yes, for an EIN number, the only thing that does is uh, is gives location. If there's an income by an entity, whether, whether it's a trust or an LLC or a corporation or whatever, it, it documents where that uh, income is to be taxed, et cetera, et cetera, and how they get to it. So, yes, for the, there may be, may be income with trust number one. So we get an EIN for trust number one. There may be income with trust number two. So, excuse me, not trust. There's never an EIM with trust number two because there should never be an income with trust number two. Its only purpose is to protect. But there should be, there may be an, an uh, income with the LLC. So we do get an we get an EIM for both the um, trust one and the LLC. Now, what was your second question? Okay, the second part is where are these trusts then domiciled? Are they domiciled where the trustee is, or are they domiciled somewhere else needing resident agents? Okay, let me just ask you, where would a contract be domiciled? It's not. Well, this a contract is, would be domiciled where you make it. Well, but it's not according to the statutory laws. These are, we domicile the LLCs, we, we create Indiana LLCs, and there's a couple reasons for that, that you get no benefit from a Nevada LLC or a New Mexico LLC or a South Dakota LLC, um, except um, they try to give you a little privacy, but they can't. I can I can pierce those in a heartbeat. But it is it's its own entity in in a statutory environment. The trustees are considered the owners of a trust. This is not a trust. It's a private contract. And if I'm in if I'm in, it's just a contract between two people. And the contract laws can, are, are basically federal. They're not, they're not, uh, they've got some contract laws, but as I said, in the states, they're adhesion contracts. 
They're a take it or leave it. They make the rules. You don't. They don't make the rules with this. This is an independent private contract, and they are domiciled in the United States of America, just as private contracts are domiciled according to the, the laws of England or Canada or Australia or Germany or Italy or wherever, any of the Western civilization countries. Okay. And would this be considered, if this applies at all, a grantor trust or a non-grantor trust? Well, it's we've got it's a non-grantor trust because we we our creator actually creates the trust document in the contract he makes an offer to the people that set up their programs he makes an offer to them stating that if you'll give me your assets i in turn will give you trust certificates which have been ruled uh, trust certificates in a pure trust are are so powerful that the u.s supreme court ruled that they are con- valid consideration in a contractual agreement and uh, it's not, again, it's not a trust. It's a, it's a, uh, it's it's a, it's a contract. And so the the grantor is actually, or the person that creates it, we call it the creator, not the grantor or the settler or anything like that. Our creator actually creates the trust, puts it together with the information on the application, and then um, appoints the the contractors. Now he has to have the legally, he has to have the authority. To to appoint um, whoever uh, whoever he wants as the trustee. Okay, when you turn in our, our applications, say suggested trustee one and suggested trustee two. But we've never been wrong yet. There's also case law out there that says that just because you are the the um, you agree to the contract, um, you have the right to be appointed trustee as well. And um, so, so our our people, if we did make a mistake, we would we would um, um, change it immediately. However, the contractor, or we call them the contractor, the person that makes the contract with the creator, uh, husband or husband and wife, or just wife, and they, um, if they didn't, if they didn't, uh, if a name was on there that they didn't like, they just don't sign the contract, and the contract is not valid until such time as a, uh, as the signatures are all on the on the. Uh, on the document. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And lastly, uh, what is the cost of trust one, trust two, and whatever else you need as an ancillary item, such as an LLC? And do you do local workshop workshops in the New York City area? You know, we'd love. I'd love to do. I've had a couple of people ask me. Uh, and again, if we can get enough people to say, Mike, we want to. We want. If we can get at least twenty-five to. 50 people that say, Mike, I want to, would you, would you come to New York City? I live in the New York City area or New Jersey or Long Island, wherever it might be, Baltimore. I, I don't care. Um, we'll do a workshop. Yeah, we get enough people. And we've had many attorneys at our workshop. And I apologize. What was your name again? Ken. Ken? Ken, we've had a lot of attorneys come there to make out our, our come to the seminars to make our, to prove our program to be false, I talk with many of them on the phone, and um, everyone, without exception, that took the time to talk to me and to um, to understand a little bit about the trust, they they come up to me at the seminars and say again, say Mike, I charge twenty five thousand, and and you're right, you can pierce. We know you can pierce an LLC. We know you can pierce a a C corp. Or a, it all depends who the owner is. If I've got a legitimate lawsuit against somebody and they own an LLC, I'll take it from them. I'll take everything that's in it. I've never sued anybody in my life, but I'm just saying somebody can do that. We put that out of the realm because they give up all ownership. They give up ownership. That's what it says in the Rockefeller file. The Rockefellers say the key to the system is to give up ownership 
but retain control. Can't take anything from me if I just am, if I'm an appointed trustee and just control something. So, anyway, um, what did you have another? Was there another question? So, la- yeah. Lastly, I asked you, what is the cost of putting this together? That's- trust one, trust two, and whatever else you need. Yeah, the entire STS program is forty-three fifty, much less than the twenty-five thousand, four thousand three hundred fifty dollars. That includes trust one. That mm-hmm. includes. Uh, the trust all put together, um, EINs furnished. Uh, it includes the LLC, LLC put together. They're all Indiana LLCs, and the reason for that is quite simply because the uh, um, quite simply because the uh, um, Indiana has good privacy laws. They have uh, good protection laws, and they. Uh, um, that's where our home office is. So we just domicile everything out of Indiana. If somebody, we've got a lot of clients that say, Mike, I, I need a, I do, I have a business in my state, in, or I want to, I want to open an LLC in Nevada or, or um, someplace. See, you don't get tax benefits. You got you, just by opening a Nevada LLC. You don't get the benefit. You've got to be a, you've got to be a, um, a, a um, legal member of that state. You've got to have your voter's registration, your driver's license before you get any tax benefits. So, But we do have people that genuinely want, want to open up a trust in their, well, the second, third, or fourth trust can be opened in whatever state you want. It's just the first trust of which the trust immediately transfers all of the assets into an LLC, which allows a person to open a bank account. Uh, we found out that, that banks don't understand in the least pure contract trust. They won't open a bank account because they take it to legal, and legal doesn't have a clue. Um, but they will open accounts in the name of an LLC. So we give them an Indiana LLC. They can go right to their bank in any state in the country and open up a um, – uh, and it's not used for business purposes. It's strictly a holding LLC. So they can open up uh, that, and it also includes trust two to protect – all of the assets in Trust One, i.e., the LLC one. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Ken. Bye bye. Okay. Um, let's see. Southern Alberta. Southern Alberta. Who is this? Hi, Michael. It's Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How can I Good. help you? I was just going to let you know that that lady that. Um, you were answering her question about the CRA. It's actually called unsecured debt. Unsecured. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I use it all the time in the workshops. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, think of secured to save my soul. I'm thinking unsubstantiated. I knew it was an S. <laughs> That's okay. She was talking about um, bankruptcies, and because it's yeah. an unsecured debt, it's uh, yeah. Cool. That's right. Thank you so much. I, I knew somebody. We, you know, we have we have a, an above average intelligence quota. I think on all of our people that take the time to open STS programs and and come and listen to the calls and and learn from them. So thanks, Heather. I appreciate it, dear. No problem. Yeah. Take thank care. you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see. We've got Ohio, and I'll bet it's Nate. How are you? There we go. How you doing, brother? It's Nate. I know it is. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm wonderful, thank you. Good, Good question. Uh, hey. comment. My gosh, some of the calls are great and really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, two things are the most powerful things in the universe beside the Bible, of course. One is power of compound interest, and the second, I believe, is a power of procrastination. I tell so many people about this program, and they say, my gosh, i got to do it. <clears throat> 
Well, <laughs> you already probably know what's next. However, yeah. the question I had is, do you, I know you do, what is meant by a disregarded entity? When we fill out a 1099 form for income for a second LLC or a third LLC, Yep. Do, do you know what the heck they're talking about? It doesn't make sense to me. Disregarded entity or well, as an entity. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to try and give you guys a, a basic explanation of what I heard Mr. Tully say several times, <laughs> but not part of mine, so I didn't, you know, I know what he's talking about. And, and he explains how they set up the S-Corporation to, to give people tax breaks, and then they found out they were losing all this money, so they, rather than change the S-Corporation around, they created a limited liability company, and uh, because of certain things with taxes, I think, don't quote me on this, but, but it's just an offshoot of the S corporation and they call it a disregarded entity for certain reasons, but I don't know what the reasons are. Uh, I'll add, you know what, maybe I'll see if Bill can come on the call next week, uh, next Monday for, uh, for a few minutes. And, and that's one of the things we can discuss is disregarded entity. Okay what it is. And even those of you in Canada that have LLCs with your programs, it wouldn't hurt for you to know what a disregarded entity is in case somebody asks. Okay. That, and the reason I, the, really the only reason I ask is because from time to time, well, not from time to time, when an income is going to be generated by uh, your second or third LLC created by Trust One, a 1099 form needs to be, be filled out. And I don't know if it's different for a trust. Is it different for a LLC? The only, yeah, the only thing I mean? it's used for, Nate, is strictly the LLC, disregarded entity. And you mark it on there. It, there's, a, okay. there's usually a place on some of them, with, uh, if I remember right, for a dis, disregarded entity. It says that. But yep. other, other than that, it may say other on certain ones. I don't know. But yeah, I'll no, have, it's, oh, yeah, it says it. Def, definitely says disregarded entity yeah that's so. the one you check in. yep for an llc you check that okay fantastic and my gosh looking looking forward to getting with you guys again really appreciate it i can't tell you enough and for the individual just my opinion that was dealing with the bankruptcy i suspect they are still in the mindset that they have ownership and have created something and let somebody know because as you know, my dealings with, uh, and I would rather deal with bankruptcy court any day than IRS. Even yeah. IRS doesn't. <laughs> even IRS doesn't. Uh, they know the STS program has no ownership to the individual. Yep. So just a little bit of two cents there. So That's I'll right. let you get the I appreciate question. the call. Thank you. Thanks, right, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, and he, he's so right there. The IRS does know what the what the pure contract, and this is for Ken, too, if you're still on, Ken. The IRS, uh, um, um, IRS regulation, uh, um, I believe it's 301.7701, something like that. There are other entities known as trusts but are not trusts per se, blah, blah, blah. They know what this is, Ken. And uh, it's not that anybody's trying to push anything under the rug. We tell our people we don't do taxes. That's not our forte. We just protect assets. We put take ownership out of your name. And so if anybody's going to sue you, they won't have any reason to sue the trust. Um, so, but if they're going to sue you, 
they're only going to sue you because you've got something. Every lawsuit is based on a financial gain for the person filing the suit. So if you own nothing, we've had six, we've had a number, several hundred um, lawsuits against our clients, and all of them have been dropped in a couple year in a couple weeks um, because we send them a letter stating that they don't have, um, they own no assets. So once you get to that um, position where you own nothing, guys. You've basically made yourself impenetrable. At least your assets are impenetrable. Nobody can take them from you because you don't own them. You only control the assets. Okay? And um, so anyway, let me see what we've got here on the uh, uh, revisionary interest. Let's see what we've got here in questions. Let's see. I spoke to my bank, and they mentioned that there was no problem in me transferring two deeds, being that I owned them free and clear before refinanced. Absolutely, that's good. We've had quite a few people that have done that. Once we, uh, let's see, I spoke, that was slave wages. Okay, thanks, brother, for letting, uh, informing us. And see, that's what's so good about these Monday night calls, because you hear things you wouldn't have heard otherwise. Um, once we have assigned our incomes, wages to our trust, any suggestions on us- utilizing funds for personal use, sure. You can take K-1 distributions. You can take. Um, you can. You can work for the trust as a as a trustee or as a manager of the LLC or of the uh, um, uh, of the uh, corporation, uh, provincial corporation. You can. You can get money for personal use just like anything else. But remember, in most instances, if you're going to buy if you're going to buy a new computer or something, you purchase it through the the LLC. You purchase it through the provincial corporation. The, the base, the trust is the main. That's the nucleus. That's the power. That's the that w- that's being generated here. You want to keep that as as uh, under the radar as possible. It doesn't have to be. I don't care if everybody knows I have a trust. They can't touch it anyway. I'm only an appointed trustee. But uh, just keep it out of the spotlight, out of the limelight as much as possible. Keep as much money into your personal account. Only enough to, to do that, to do the uh, monthly bills, whatever monthly bills you may have, personal bills. Um, but once you, once you, um, um, ah, what was I, what was I going to say there? Anyway, keep keep everything in the trust. And if you're going to purchase something, that's what I was going to say. If you're going to purchase something, purchase it through the LLC or purchase it through the uh, uh, corporation. You know whatever you have to, but don't purchase it in your own name. If you purchase it in your name, you own it, and um, somebody can take it from you. Any suggestions on utilizing funds for personal use? That is my suggestion. Keep it in the in the trust or the LLC bank accounts and, and use it for that. Most of it will be, and, and again, only keep enough in the in the LLC or the, or the provincial corporation bank account for what you need to keep the rest of the money in the trust. The trust owns the corporation. The trust owns the LLC. So if it needs to fund it a little bit more, it can put money in there. Keep most of your money in the trust where it's more out of the, out of the limelight than any place else. Um, let's see. Claude, out of the trust. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Claude, out of the trust. Let's see. Guest 11, just to sign all of your revisionary interest to the United States, leaving you as the ultimate user. You know, you can do that, but most people won't understand it. Um, what we try to do, Guest 11, is to keep things in within within the 
uh, parameters of entities that people understand. Um, revisionary interest to the United States, uh, leaving you, most banks won't understand that, most uh, tax professionals. I, I know what that is, and I've, I've seen that before, but this is this is a thousand times simpler. And I appreciate you bringing that up, because that is a, another one if somebody wants to look up revisionary interest to the United States, and you being the ultimate user, go ahead and do that. Go to the registrar and void seal the legal name. See, why don't we use just very simply use, and believe me, I've looked I, in sovereignty and stuff, I've heard about all that, and I looked it all up. Contra contacts enforced at the barrel of a gun. No liens get murdered on the side of the road. No no license get murdered on the side, whatever. Anyway, guys, I, I know what you're talking about, Guest 11, but this is much simpler, much easier to use on an everyday basis, okay? Um, let's see. Tim O, was that the... Yeah, unsecured. <laughs> unsecured. Thanks, Tim. And... Uh, See, it also includes trust, too. Yes, it does. Told friends of ours over the weekend, again, about STS for the fourth time over the years. He has been divorced for 18 years. Now his ex took him to court and received judgment for the past 28 years of his full pension. See, guys, isn't that a shame? That really makes me sad to even hear something like that. We could have had his, for the last how many years, who knows, we could have had his income stopped way back when. She wouldn't have got another dime. And if it's, I have no problem with paying extra, which I did when, my, when I got divorced and my, my, my ex-wife needed money for, for um, um, the kids and stuff. I'd give her whatever she needed for those kids, and they, they were well taken care of. Um, but when it comes to somebody that's just out for the greed, um, we could have locked him up a long time ago. We've got a number of people that started their program. They were taken back to court, and the judge, he, he showed the judge where, hey, I own nothing. I only make $200 a week or whatever it was. You know, I'm just, I just used that as an arbitrary figure. But um, disregarded entity is a pass-through for tax purposes. That's right, the LLC. The LLC never pays taxes. It passes it through to the member, which if you started the LLC, um, the LLC, uh, you pay the taxes. If the trust, um, if it's passed through to the trust, um, you'll get a 10 uh, K-1 distribution in the U.S. and and um, uh, yeah, Ed Gilmore showed me how it, how it works in Canada also on a T-1 or a T-2 or something like that. Let's see, slave wages. Wow, Hildy, he could have owned owed nothing. That's right. He could have owed nothing. And we've got people that put themselves, they, when they got divorced, they started their program. They say, hey, I don't have a lot of assets, but I, my job, I know I'm going to be earning more money 10 years from now, and I don't want my ex-wife, um, you know, killing me for with what she takes every couple of years. She goes back to court. Um, now he sees it, wants STS. Well, get him an STS. Who knows what? That'll stop it in its tracks right now. 1.25 million. Oh my goodness! Uh, slave wages. What a shame. That is a shame, guys. That is a total shame. Let's see what else we got. I got a couple questions here. I have to get to. Um, doing seminars soon. Yes. Will you be doing seminars soon? Check, guys. Check the. Um, always check the seminar part of our web page. Scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will see seminars there. And that's considered workshops as well. If anything is is uh, coming up, it'll be there. 
Um, let's see. Well, I am letting you know I've accomplished my goal of getting all my STS trust documents finally completely signed. Although I had to go out of town to go, to go see a commissioner, <laughs> a commissioner of oaths elsewhere, I had absolutely no problems. I can now focus on getting my bank account opened up for my trust account and numbered corporation, which I still have to figure out what I'm going to use it for to make money. As for now, it feels like a large load has been lifted off my shoulders and I'm, I am now able to move forward without any restrictions. Thanks for keeping me in line, as I would probably still be procrastinating. Am I supposed to forward you a copy of the signed documents? Nope, you keep all signed and notarized or commissioner of oath documents with your, with your paperwork, okay? Uh, hi, Michael. I'm in the process of filing Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Am I required to give any information about my trust account. You are not only not required, you are not allowed legally because you signed the oath of confidentiality. You cannot give any information about your bank account, okay, about the trust account, rather that. I'm the executive trustee. Tell them that anyway. I'm a trustee, but let's just put executive in front of it because that, that scares them off. Uh, I'm any anything guys that anybody comes after you and you don't say a word about your trust just tell them you have to talk to the executive trustee Michael Clark here's his phone number okay guys with that let's see what a shame was the last from slave wages we are done for the night I think I'm out of material and it looks like you're out of material so uh, my friends I will uh, Hildy, not phone number. Uh, hold on. Yeah, you can give my. Uh, no, give me the. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. I, I, I don't know why I said that. Get me their phone number and name. I will call them. Tell them I'm going to tell them Michael Clark, the executive trustee, will be calling you. Okay, let me uh, answer Verba here. Hey, Verba, how are you? Yes, well, I'm trying. What am I. I clicked on what you sent me to click on. Uh -huh. And did our web page come up? No, it it came up to the brown picture and stuff, but I didn't see any place where. All right, look up at the top. Look up at the top. Okay, I'm not on the computer now. Okay, but when I, you I looked up at the top, and on the left side, there's a, a phone top. number. It looks like. No, when you go right to the top, there's several things in a dark brown. A line across there. One of them is financing. Click on financing, okay. and the, and the for the loan will come up. Okay. You know what? I'll call you tomorrow, and we'll go through. You get on your computer, and we'll go through it. Okay. What's a good time to call you? Um. Oh wow. Tomorrow. Probably six in the morning. Good grief. Nope. <laughs> I'll call you tomorrow evening. Okay. We'll yeah, go through that, it. Okay, um, dear. I'm. Uh, let's see. Well, oh, yeah. Um. In the evening, probably. I'm not sure what time I'll get off work. Okay, that's okay. We'll 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 work it out. Okay, um, guys. That is it for tonight. We are. Uh, God bless each one of you. Thank you for taking the time to come come on the. Uh, Come on the call. It was Thank my you. Pleasure, my privilege once again to uh, to information with you, and I will see you next Monday, same time, same station. Don't hesitate to give me uh, send me an email with any of your questions. If you want 
financing, go to our web page, go up to the top, click on financing, and it'll give you exactly what you need. You'll you'll have a, an approval or a disapproval within a couple minutes, and if you're approved, you will uh, you fill out the you'll go right to the application, fill it out, and within 72 hours they will have the money in your account. You send us, you send Masters Protection Group then our portion of what what funds you've got, and uh, your program will be immediately in effect. And um, so that's all I want to say about that. So with that. I will talk to you next Monday. Have a wonderful week, everybody. God bless all of you, and uh, good night, Mom and Dad, and good night to all of you. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.